Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show the podcast where we talk about God's promises and getting those promises into you. And by that, I mean, like, are you thinking about them? Are you believing them? Are you, are they in your heart and in your mind? Are they true for you? Do you really, really have faith and trust that the God who made these promises is also going to keep them and not just keep them in a broad, overarching general sense, but keep them specifically for you? He's made you promises, and I'm so thankful you're listening to the show today because that's what we talk about here, knowing and believing God's promises. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 159. Alrighty, so we have been doing a series on the podcast called Every Book a Promise, where we just go through all 66 books of the Bible look at a promise or maybe a couple of promises because there's a lot in some of these books and then we talk about it. Um, And so I can kind of give you a warning. Is it a warning? Probably not a warning. I mentioned last week on the episode, on episode 158, that I was going to hit pause just for one week and talk about something else. Um, And I mentioned it about two weeks ago on my other podcast, which is called The Prayer Podcast with Jan L. Burt. And the reason my name is a part of that podcast show title is because there are a lot of podcasts called The Prayer Podcast. I kind of wanted to just differentiate. So if anybody searches for it, they can find the one that I'm doing. So uh, not it's really actually not about vanity. I would have not added that on if I could have not added that on. As an introvert, it kind of is like makes me feel ick. So, okay. All that to say, I've been talking about this for like a hot minute, for a few weeks, that this was the time when I was going to have a pause and share about this topic on the Burt Notterty show. Um, And so I say all that as kind of a disclaimer. Listen, if I know you in real life, or I, or I, you know, know you kind of semi in real life, like we're social media friends, I just have to tell you, this is not aimed at anyone, period. I am not sharing this message today based on, um, you know, like a backhanded aim at somebody or a dig or something like there's a 0% chance that this is about confrontation. Like think of Marty McFly's dad in the back to the future. I just don't like confrontation. That's how I feel about this. Like this is just kind of a, I did a hot topic series not that long ago. This is a hot topic and I'm not doing this to be controversial or because I want to start something. You know, I'm not Michael Jackson want to be starting something. I don't want to start anything. This is what the Lord put on my heart to do quite some time ago. I did it on my other podcast, had about two week delay on that one until I did it on this one. And so this is not personal. If I had something to say to somebody, oh, by golly, I would say it to them face to face. I'm too old for that backdoor nonsense. So 
All right. All that said, it's time to jump into today's episode, our break from Every Book of Promise. I'm going to read, and actually what I'm going to do is this is going to turn into two podcasts. So this will be 159 and then 160, and they will be like back to back. I'm going to release them. Probably not. Actually, I might even release them on the same day, like a part one, part two. I'm just going to read from Luke chapter 12, starting around verse 35. And then on the next one, I'm going to be reading in Matthew. So let me read. And then I'm just going to share a little bit of what the Lord put on my heart. Because look, here's the deal. How much does it matter what Jan says or thinks in light of eternity? Zero. So I'm just going to read the word of God and then make a couple of side note comments. And that's going to be it. Like it's just let the word of God speak for itself. Luke 12, verse 35. And I'll read down. Um, eh, oh, probably around to, I don't know, 48 or somewhere in there. Okay, let's get started. This is the New Living Translation, by the way. Okay, let's let's do this. This is Jesus speaking. So this is like words in red. This is a quote. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn. But whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Okay, I'm going to read that once more. That's Luke 12, verse 40. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, a faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants? partying and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. A uh, woe Nelly, like obviously woe Nelly is not in the Bible, that's me speaking. Woe Nelly, this is serious. When Jesus uses this kind of verbiage uh, and, and says, I tell you the truth, Look, guys, he's not playing. Let me just put it that way. He's not playing. If you are a servant who has been in charge, been put in charge of others, and you are dilly-dallying around, messing around, doing some of that, as Deion Sanders says, bull junk, look, the master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. Jesus is saying to us, listen up. You better take this seriously. If he takes it seriously, we, his servants, also better take it seriously. Uh, Verse 47. And a servant who knows what the master wants, but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. Once again, I'm going to read it twice. And a servant who knows what the master wants. Oh, man. 
okay, we need to know what our master wants, and Jesus is the master. A servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. And doesn't carry out those instructions. We need to be carrying out the instructions that the master has given us. It's so critical to open your Bible and read it for yourself. Don't expect somebody else to do it for you. You need to be in the word. You need to be in prayer. You need to be asking your Lord and Savior, your master, Jesus, what does he want? Expect the Holy Spirit to lead you and then do it. Carry out his instructions and spend the time in preparation. You're not going to be prepared to do God's work if you never spend time in prayer. Okay, I'm getting impassioned. I think you can tell I'm very passionate about the word of God, but that's just the truth. You need to read it and you need to talk to the Father about it. You need to expect the Holy Spirit to move and act in your life. If you're not prepared and you don't do what the master wants you to do, you'll be severely punished. Verse 48, but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Only you really know, you and the Lord, how much you've been given, how much you've been entrusted with what the call on your life is, what he wants you to do. And only you and the Lord really know whether or not you're fully doing it. Uh, Let's see, verse 49. This is still Jesus speaking. I have come to set the world on fire and I wish it were already burning. I'm telling you, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus is not pulling his punches here. He is just speaking with like focus and intention. It's straight fire, you know? Verse 50, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead for me, ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Okay, and then it just moves on down to um, Jesus turning to the crowd in verse 54. I guess I could read 53. Uh, father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, when you see clouds beginning to form in the West, you say, here comes a shower, like rain is coming and you are right. Verse 55. When the South wind blows, you say, today will be a scorcher. And it is. Verse 56. This is Jesus speaking. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Some translations say the signs of the times. So when you hear me talking about the signs of the times, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Paying attention, being clued in. Why? Because Jesus said to, Jesus said to, if I can, if I'm like ignorant if I'm, if I understand the wind's blowing from the south, there's going to be a scorcher of a day. And yet I'm like, oh, what? I don't know anything about what's going on in the world or that, you know, anything is coming to pass as, as the Bible foretold it would. Shame on me. Shame on me. Right. So when I talk about this, this kind of um, interpreting the present times, knowing the signs of the times, it's not something I made up. It's because I have a conviction that I believe is from the Holy Spirit, that is based on the word of God, that I have to do what he has called me to do. I have to do what Jesus has called me to do above and beyond all else. Why? Because nobody else died for me, my friend. Nobody else bore my sins and paid the price and gave me total forgiveness, a new life. He bought me with a price, his precious blood. Nobody else did that for me. 
And so I trust him explicitly and I want to be obedient. No servant is greater than the master. Does that mean sometimes people are going to be like, oh, come on. You don't really think we're in the end days, do you? That's okay. You can you can be mocking if you want to. But um, as far as as I read it, what's going on in the world and what is said in, I mean, pick your poison, you know, I mean, uh, Matthew 24, Revelation, uh, Daniel 9, um, there's parts of Luke where I'm reading from today and other parts of Luke, uh, pick your poison, I mean it, like, study the Bible, First and Second Thessalonians, if we're not aware that um, he really is at the door, I, I can't make you aware of something you don't believe or don't want to be aware of, but as for me, I'm, I'm not going to going to just ignore what the word of God says. And I'm not going to ignore and disobey what the, my master has called me to do. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it now. And I'm not going to be one to say, well, you know, I don't, I don't really know when he's coming back. And so uh, he won't, you know, verse 45, eh, my master won't be back for a while. If I don't share what the word of God says on this podcast and on my other podcast and any other format that I have. Mostly what I talk about is the word of God, pretty much anywhere and everywhere, social media, blogs, wherever. That's pretty much what I cover. If I don't do that, if for me personally, it's as if I'm just saying he's not coming back for a while and I'm going to just, that's my version of beating the other servants, partying, getting drunk. That's walking in disobedience. And I just am not going to do that. Verse 56, where he says, you fools. Oh Lord, I don't want to be punished severely. I don't want to be cut to pieces. I don't want to be banished with the unfaithful. I want to be faithful to him because he was faithful to me on the cross. You fools. Lord, I don't want to be a fool. Help me not to play the part of the fool. If I look like a fool because I believe the word of God, okay, no problem. I'll take that all day long. But if I'm actually truly a fool because I ignore the word of God, boy, may that far be it from me. May that be far removed from me. If I can interpret the weather signs and know, oh, it's going to rain, Lord, help me to interpret the signs of the present times. In the New Living Translation, the header says, be ready for the Lord's coming. The header for verses 35 to 48. In the Amplified, it reads, be in readiness. My question to you is super simple today. How ready are you for the Lord's coming? How ready are you for the Lord's coming? Be in readiness. Don't just talk about it. Be ready. Be ready, like be in readiness, live in a state of perpetual, continual, ongoing readiness. This is not an easy task. This is no small order that we find here in Luke chapter 12. This is a big deal. This would have been a little bit of one of those, like, or maybe a lot of a, one of those hard teachings that Jesus gave in the gospels. So be it. He did not pretend that following him was um, easy peasy lemon squeezy but it's worth it. Be dressed and ready for service. Keep your lamps burning. Okay, this is these are the references we're given. Like if you're not keeping oil in your lamp, it's not going to light when it comes time to light it. Uh, if you have no wick and you have oil, it's not going to light. Your lamp has to be ready and kept burning. And, you know, think all the way back to the, the tabernacle and the instruction for the tabernacle with Moses and the, the Israelites in the desert after the exodus from Egypt. Uh, there was there were conditions for the lamps. They weren't to go out. Can we just look at that and say, I need my lamp to not go out. I need to be so filled with the spirit of the living God to be much with the Lord, putting it frankly here, to be so much with the Lord 
That means you got to get up earlier. Get up earlier. That means you got to turn off Netflix. Turn it off. That means you got to put your phone in the other room and have a timer. Like, you know, lock yourself out of that thing. If it, if the scroll is keeping you from your time with Jesus, uh, throw it away. I don't know. I mean, be extreme about it. You know, really seriously, be much with the Lord. Be so filled with the Holy Spirit that your lamp is burning. You are dressed and you are ready for service. If you got no oil, then there's no fire in the lamp. If you got no wick, then you've got no fire in the lamp. If the lamp is not lit and burning, we're not obeying the Lord Jesus and his command to us right here in Luke chapter 12. He says, be dressed and ready for service. He says, keep your lamps burning. Not Jan says, Jesus says, Jesus says, if you don't spend time in the word of God and in prayer and Thanksgiving, I'm telling you like, Get your thankfulness on, my friend. Praise him and thank him. I'm not talking about your Bible reading checklist. I'm talking about you personally spending ample time with the one who loved you enough to die for you. If you're not doing that, boy, it's going to be hard for you to be able to say, I'm dressed and ready for service and my lamp's burning. Talk with him. You can talk to him all day long. You can make conversation with the one who loves you so much more than anybody who knows you best and loves you most. Conversation with him. You know, you wake up. And thank him. You wake up. Say, what are we going to do today? What do you want to do through me today? Right? Isn't it Chuck Smith would do that? I wake up in the morning. I say, Lord, what are we going to do today? What do you want me to do today? What do you have for me today? Great way to start your day. As you drift off to sleep, you can just be praying. So drift off to sleep, talking to the Lord. Be ready to listen first thing when you awaken. Don't have your phone next to you. Get an old-fashioned alarm clock, for goodness sakes. Put the phone somewhere else if you need to. If it distracts you, don't check your phone first. Have a time. I don't, I get up at six. I don't check my phone till eight or eight thirty. What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing, nothing. There was a day when we didn't have smartphones and we survived. There was a day when there weren't house phones and those people survived. There was a day when there wasn't, you know, like, think about it. Think about it. There's a day when it could take months for a letter to get from back home up in the Northeast all the way out to the prairie. You are going to be okay if you don't touch your phone for a little while each day. You put the Lord first. Be dressed for service as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. You'd be paying attention if you were a servant in that situation. You would have certain things at the ready that the master would want as soon as he got home. If it were from a wedding feast, it would likely be a late return, right? I mean, middle of the night, third watch of the night, maybe. Nevertheless, no matter how late the hour, you'd be ready with what would please the master, ready to do your assigned tasks. That's how active waiting should work. Though the hour seems late, don't slumber and don't slack off. Stay dressed for service and be so much with the Lord, filled with his spirit, that when he returns, you're ready, you're waiting. And in your ready state of waiting, you're going to be doing the things that the Lord has called you to be doing. This isn't strike a pose and wait for the rapture and do nothing and cower in fear. No, no, this is, I know he's coming back and I'm going to give an account for my life. And if he doesn't, if you die before he comes back, not to be morbid here, but if you die before he returns, you're going to have to give an account. You might be one of those people that's like, I think there's a lot of time left on the kingdom calendar. How much time is left on your calendar? I think it was Priscilla Shira that spoke once about like, if you are, if you're 25 and you're only going to live to 27, you don't have much time left. You're an old person and you need to get busy about the Lord's work. If you're 50 and you're going to live to 95, you got a lot of road ahead of you, but you don't, you don't know. Her point was, you don't know. And so 
don't just say I'm going to live well, then I want to finish well, then what if this is just about your finish line? What are you doing now? Are you living in a readied state? Active waiting is staying dressed, ready for service and doing what the master has called you to do while you wait. Pay attention. You're clued in, right? You, you know enough to know there's a storm brewing. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a storm of brewing, my friends. There's a storm of brewing. Are you actively ready, waiting, dressed for service with your lamp burning, doing what the master has called you to do? Whatever those things are, they're probably not exactly what mine are. You know, my kids are adults now, so I have a little bit different life. Well, drastically different life on a daily basis than I had when all five of them were home and I was homeschooling. Totally different era. So look, this isn't like a one size fits all. Everybody should do the same thing. No, this is about a solid relationship with your father. So you know just what it is he wants you to do in this season of your life. And when you're paying attention, you're going to be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. If it, if Jesus were like knocking at your door, would you be like, yeah, just you're going to have to wait a couple of days because I'm not interested to open the door right now. No, you wouldn't do that. Be alert to the times and season in which we live. It's helpful to keep your eyes on Israel. It's prudent to pay attention to what's happening in Israel. It just is. If you have to dig around a little bit because that's not on the on the nightly news, yeah, dig around a little bit. Just what's going on with Israel? What's going on with Israel? It's worth looking into. It keeps you attuned to the things of God. If you're paying attention to the people that are God's chosen people, and if you're paying attention to the land that, um, you know, he gave them. I mean, think about when it says in the Old Testament, can a nation be born in a day and yet won't I do it? And I'm paraphrasing here. But, you know, then one day in 1948, what do you know? A nation that was a nation and then was not a nation, which is true of Israel, was Israel, then was not Israel for a very long time. And then boom, one day in one day, the nation was born again. Look at what's going on in Israel and you will be encouraged that every bit of the word of God is absolutely, absolutely true. You know, there are things happening that it's worth paying attention to. It will not, it should not make you scared. It should make you just a little bit more like get off yourself and focus on what really matters, which is always what the Lord says matters. And it's so easy to just focus on ourselves whether we're in good times or bad, focus on ourselves by just, I've had a stressful week and so I need to just watch Netflix and chill. Okay. Uh, I've had a, you know, I'm, I'm really going through a very difficult, scary struggle. And so I just need to focus on myself for a while. Okay. What are we, are we losing our focus on Jesus? Is he first and foremost, is he front and center or is he not, or is he not? Okay. Um, you know, in verse 33 of Matthew, in verse 33 of Matthew, it's a Matthew chapter 24. It's talking about that there are, there are signs that we can know his return is very near. And Jesus really did say, when you see all these things happening, not one happening here and another happening there and, you know, spread out over years, but like when they're all happening at the same time, he's at the door. The end is near, even at the door. That's verse 33 of Matthew 24. And that is, I don't think the Lord wants that to be scary for us. I think Jesus spoke these words to us so that we would not be overwhelmed with fear, 
but would be like paying attention and doing what we're supposed to be doing. He gives grace, even, even right up to the end. There's just grace. There's just grace. And so this is just me sharing the word of God, uh, sharing the grace he's given. It's hard truth, but it's still filled with grace because you still have time. You still have time to do what he's called you to do. But how much time? Most certainly not as much as you think. Have you ever heard of somebody on their deathbed sharing that like, oh yeah, well, you know, I mean, I thought I had, you know, I, I had all the time I wanted. I had all the, all the time I wanted and I did everything I wanted to do for the Lord. I'm talking about a Christian getting ready to go home to be with the Lord, to meet the Lord face to face. You ever heard of one saying, man, I just, no, I hear of them saying, I wish I'd memorized more of God's word. I wish I prayed more. I wish I'd done more of what he called me to do. I wish I'd been more thankful. I wish I'd taken those hard times in life. And instead of being frantic in my praying and fearful and worried, I wish I would have just been like trusted him more and had more faith. I wish I would have told more, more people about Jesus and God's great love for the world. I wish I would have relied more on the Holy Spirit. I wish I would have been dressed and ready for service and kept my lamp continually burning. The king is coming. He is coming. The end of my life, of your life, as we know it on this planet, it's coming one way or another. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a word here that maybe doesn't seem very fitting for someone who says, believe God's promises. I'm going to plead with you. I'm going to plead with you. Please, please, please pray about this. How ready are you? Are you ready all the time, starting at this time, at this very moment, right now, today? I want to say three little phrases to you. I'm going to say them twice, and I'm going to wrap up this episode and probably turn right around and record the next one where I read Matthew 24. Get ready. Be ready. Stay ready. The king is coming. He's coming soon. All right, that's it for today's episode. Um, and uh, I actually, it will be followed up almost immediately. I'm probably just going to rearrange show notes and record another one real quick where I just, in that one, I'm just going to read Matthew 24 um, and ask the Lord to bless us, to make us aware, to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand what season we're in. And that's what season we're in in history. And that's also what season we're in in our very own lives. What's God called you to do? Have you done it? Have you done it? Are you doing it? Are you actively waiting? Are you dressed and ready for service? Are you ready? Get ready. Be ready. Stay ready. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day and remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.